0: Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Igor Fedinkov, the founder of Bribe.com, which is an online influencer marketplace. Now we're talking influencers, how to find a good one, and a few things to watch out for. Good chat this is, enjoyed this. Thanks for downloading. Influencer marketing is huge, and we're not just talking celebs and YouTubers. Uh, There are tens of thousands, probably millions, of nano, micro, and medium influencers scattered all over the world. Uh, Many brands are seeing huge benefits working with them as well. So, in this episode, I'm chatting to Igor Fedinkov, the founder of Bribe.com, which is an online influencer marketplace. Now, he offers up huge amounts of advice on how to work with influencers, plus, we chat about some of the things you need to watch out for and also if government regulation is on the way as well. Now you can find Igor at bribe.com that's b-r-y-b-e dot com also on social media as well make sure you check out all the links in the show notes. Uh, Can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is totally ad-free? I'd love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media. Subscribe via your favourite podcast app. Uh, You can check out more podcasts at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked Igor was, how do we find a good influencer to work with? You know, one who
1: doesn't just want free stuff? Uh, it's a great question, actually. We've heard it a lot while we started up in the industry, uh, with bribe Marketplace. Um, funny thing, the industry is actually split into two segments right now. You can get collaborations with brands that only offer um, a service tryout or a product instead of a payment. So there is a large quantity of influencers that are following that way, but... If you are looking to find somebody who is going to actually put in good work, do some really brilliant creatives and uh, run a really nice social media campaign for you. Um, there are multiple steps that are necessary to be taken. Um, first, you can obviously work with an agency. Um, yeah. there are multiple agencies around the world, um, they have a certain pool of talent they can work with. And in majority of cases, they take care of everything that needs to be taken care of. Um, a slight con on that is that they usually run the same model. Sure. Um, just like any other business, they get used to a certain model, and they keep using it, keep applying it. And chances are your business is not necessarily fit for that kind of model. But then yeah. you still run and you may not see the same return on ad spend that you would see otherwise. So um, right now, the general tendency is that a lot of businesses, especially smaller businesses, are reaching out to influencers directly. Now, here's an issue with that. Um, if you ever want to see something really incredible, then just go to YouTube and uh, put in a DMs or messages for a popular influencer. Yeah. You will see they're getting probably like 10 to 100 per second that's insane absolutely <laughs> that's crazy insane. so yeah, yeah yeah if you're reaching out to somebody like that the chances are your uh, message is going to be lost but yeah um this is where you need to get creative and creativity means taking a step back and actually understanding what you want if you're a smaller business you obviously do not want to reach to the kardashians to promote you because <laughs> yeah. a is probably out of your range and b it's Probably going to be kind of tough to reach to them. Sure. Um, so doing the research on the local influencer base is probably where I would start. Uh, local influencers may not have incredibly like millions in following, but there would be people that have the following that's completely and entirely engaged. Good example: we, on our platform, we have one of uh, local moms in Las Vegas area. Sure. who has devoted the past few years to studying all kinds of baby products, lotions, right. diapers, etc. Yeah, yeah. So all the local brands love her to pieces, A, because she doesn't promote every single brand. She's incredibly selective because her following has been built over many years. And uh, all the moms and dads that follow her are incredibly engaged. So if she recommends a product or shows a review of the product, uh, chances are that product is going to get some popularity in the local circles. So, yeah. you definitely want to look into your local influencer base. Second, there's a ton of fraud in this yeah, space. Yeah, sure. Absolutely incredible amount of fraud. Very creative fraud, I must say. Yeah, I've heard quite um, a bit of it, yeah. So, you definitely want to check up on your influencers. Make sure that uh, you know their following is not fraudulent, that they're stats are up to date, and they can actually fit the profile of what you'd like to do. And thirdly, you definitely want to run comps, Uh, there are many different engines, which will I'll mention a few during this conversation, that you as business owner can use to a check the following b find out what kind of pricing that person is actually reasonably can ask you for, because sometimes influencers get really big egos and, you know, not much to show for that. But um, realistically, there is a huge amount of wonderful professionals, incredible creators there at your fingertips. You just need to know where to look. Yeah.
0: It seems like it's a bit of a Wild West at times, doesn't it, really? I mean, if you go, I mean, in my opinion, influencer marketing is 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 old. I mean, it's really, really old. I think I was, I was doing a bit of research a few weeks ago uh, uh, on this topic, and um, I was reading about um, Fatty Arbuckle, who was a silent movie star from the 1920s mm. in America, right? He got a deal with a cigarette brand. So whenever he had a photograph taken for the press, he was smoking these cigarettes and he had the packet in front. So every photo had him there. Now, he was an influencer, wasn't he, back, back 100 years ago?
1: Absolutely. They used to call them brand ambassadors, I think yeah yeah you know, the concept yeah. is as old as world,
0: but the concept back then was the kind of like he was an actor, and when you look at a lot of uh, folks who did a lot of brand ambassador stuff and and you know promoted a lot of products and things, and um, they were that they had some sort of thing behind them, didn't they? They were a movie star, they were a big celebrity, they were on mm-hmm. TV there was something. It's very different nowadays because there, there doesn't necessarily need to be that thing behind somebody. It's just like I have a shed load of followers on Instagram. Would I be right?
1: Um, yes and no. I hate mm. to sign ambivalent, but yeah. Um, realistically, yes, it's a very old concept and if you look deeper into its origin it's based on still a large following so an actor would be a famous actor because uh, they're made famous by their following by us watching them and loving them yeah um so realistically what happened now and especially during the times of the pandemic um, there is a huge rise of internet personalities because people tend to internet for almost anything these days from shopping to personal advice um, there are, um, uh, professionals and influencers and opinion leaders that have built themselves an incredible reputation. True. Sure. People have not been exposed to so much of an opinion leadership as they are right now. And I think, um, uh, realistically, based on such an incredible overload of information, there is a need in general public to actually have an expert that they can rely on, whether their expert is in You know public relations or advertising or travel or fitness or makeup or cooking you pick it like on in my company we work with at least 340 main categories right of freelancers (laughs) and influencers and then there are a lot of subcategories so um, obviously this is becoming more organized and i completely agree um it's a very old concept and uh, I actually, I've been asked is influencer marketing all that it's hyped up to be? I think not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we are in uh, two scenarios are happening. Obviously this is a known concept, so it does not need additional development, but B it is just like you said, a wild west, because sure. so many providers are trying to run so many different methods of how to address this space. Um, government is just beginning to enter it
0: yeah sure
1: Um, governments should I say and uh, uh, large corporations like you know Instagram are all just starting to offer tools for creators and for influencers so I think this legitimizes the existence of this new industry based on a very old concept
0: yeah yeah, it's funny you mentioned the government thing. In the UK, particularly, there's been a few slaps on the wrist by the advertising regulator in the UK to some very big popular. Um, influencers, uh, mainly around the sort of like financial services, betting, alcohol, that sort of thing, where in the UK, mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's the same in the States, you have to have like disclaimers, certain disclaimers. So in the UK, we have a better aware thing which has to be read and has to be said. And they weren't doing mm-hmm. this with their advertising. Do you see more of that happening? governments starting to regulate influencers the same as they regulate TV newspaper ads, you think?
1: Very much so. Um, FTC is the agency in the United States that is taking care of general advertising guidelines. And now they actually have released um, almost two years ago on a dot. They released uh, guidelines of dealing with influencer marketing. And that particular document was very well known because it was actually written in human language. Sure. Um, It was not a legal. Well, it was a legal document, but they did not write it in legal lingo. Yeah. Instead they actually wrote it um uh, using the current online terminology and uh it was definitely directed to the majority of influencers, not such that are represented by management and agencies, but the ones that are actually standing up for themselves in this online world right now. So um most definitely I've um the attorneys that we work with in our field are actually uh, running some fascinating cases and uh, yeah just reading about that, the stuff that is done in influencer arena, is incredible, because it is starting to be regulated. And anywhere from correct hashtags, to disclaimers, to actual verbal disclaimers, um, that need to be very clearly identified, because opinion leader is in a way, uh, directing what the general public is going to do. And Uh, Companies doing it via that particular person, so their ties and their intentions have to be very clearly identified and shown.
0: Yeah, do you think the influencers ought to take a little bit of legal advice themselves from time to time? I remember going back years ago where I did a a stint of um, uh, ad copywriting. I was writing ad copy and things like that, and I remember before I started, I, I ended up spending like a couple of hours with the with the in house legal person who would say, you can't do this, you can't do that, you have to watch what you say here, you you know, remember the, that then everything has to get co- checked through legal before it goes live and all this sort of Do you think influencers could benefit themselves from a little bit of that tu- that tutorage?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, there is approximately close to 50,000 reasons to do that. Um, back <laughs> in the day, uh, one wrong advertising or mis Advertising or misrepresentation used to cost, you know, a couple thousand dollars in different cases. Um, I believe the new rate is close to $50,000 per occurrence. So if you're an influencer and you ran, you know, multiple posts, then you just multiply that by 50,000. So yes, most definitely, uh, there is a new group of attorneys that is rising right now that specialize in the space and influencer space. Um, it's actually, it's given a beginning to many different industries. There are insurance companies that now offer misrepresentation insurance for influencers. Um, there are insurance companies that are trying to help influencers or, and all freelancers, uh, to be protected from fraudulent work assignments, et cetera. So that's good uh, to be aware of everything that's coming up. Um, You know, just like our mothers always said, you got to measure things (laughs) a couple of times before you cut. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, How do we check that follower counts of our influencers are real? Uh, This is really hard, isn't it? How do we know that that if you've got like a million followers or 50,000 followers, whatever it is, that they are actually people at the end of these followers and we haven't just bought a load of likes and shares and whatever?
1: That is uh, quite easily done these days, honestly. Right. Uh, one of the first things that you can do yourself whenever you check out any influencer with a huge following, just look at some of their posts. Right. If they have a million following, but only, I don't know, a couple hundred people like or engage with each of their posts, then there is definitely some kind of a disconnect in the numbers. So that should be a nice red flag for you in the first place. But there are many different, um, tools that are at the fingertips right now, I think some of the leading companies that I hope I'm, I'm allowed to name.
0: Yeah, of course, um, go for it. If yeah. not, yeah.
1: you can cut them out later. But No, no, uh, no,
0: no, go for it. Uh,
1: some of these guys I actually know personally from being in the space and I would definitely recommend Grin. Grin, uh, G-R-I-N. Uh, that's an yeah. influencer marketing platform that offers a number of wonderful tools. Um, their front page right there is Influencer Engagement Rate Calculator. You just right. put in your the tag for your influencer. And I believe they run multiple platforms. You can do Instagram, YouTube and TikTok, I think. Sure. Um, another phenomenal company that we actually work with directly is called Hype Auditor, Okay. and they have already built a very well known name in the in, in space for themselves, and uh, they mostly focus on Instagram but they do an in depth analysis of engagement and following analysis uh, in their calculator. But what you could also do, when you pick one or a number of influencers you want to work with, you can actually request a report from Hype Auditor based on the tags of those influencers, right, you can do it through our platform, you can do it through Auditor directly and there you definitely dive into the colors they use when they started what they post about etc etc there's a plethora of information available in reports like that yeah you definitely want to use these resources to check uh, who you're working with before you do work with them
0: I suppose one one sort of like red flag would be kind of like if you started and within like a week or two you'd suddenly got like two hundred and fifty thousand followers and you, you've done this instantly they've they've almost just appeared from nowhere that would be a bit of a red flag wouldn't it?
1: Um, sometimes. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I suppose cases. if
0: if you're a celebrity who's just joining Instagram, then you're you're, you're probably yeah 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 that's probably different. But for There's, the average, I,
1: I always like. I like to use one of the cases that have happened a couple of years ago. A uh, very famous uh, YouTuber and TikToker. His girlfriend um, had probably about 12,000 followers because she was a very good looking model. Sure. Um, she pulled a stunt running out uh, barely closed on the football field. Right. Within an hour, she shot up to 100,000 followers.
0: Right. And sure. then
1: kept going. So. Yeah, yeah. Cases like this do happen because the space itself is incredibly unpredictable and is based on shock. Yeah. First. Yeah. Then on reputation. Yeah. So sometimes shock factors like this do happen, and you, as a as, as a brand, can actually run that wave of that instant popularity of that influencer. But um, you have to be aware of the fact that it can be short lived. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Um-
0: If we're kind of approaching an influencer or or, or even an agency, should they have some sort of a portfolio or a case study pack or something showing the successes which they've had for brands? Uh,
1: This is a double-sided sword. Hmm. Um, If you are a smaller enterprise, then you are probably going to be budget-wise looking at nano and micro influencers that don't particularly care portfolios sure so as a part of your due diligence you will see the brand collaborations that they have done on their social media networks obviously yeah um if you want to work with an agency and approach uh some larger or well-established influencers then absolutely um the agency will provide you with their track record the brands they have worked with um the companies like my Uh, You can see the brands that influencers have worked with on their profiles. So that makes it a little bit easier. Um, At the same time, um, like a good acquaintance of ours, actually, Casey Adams, who is the host of the podcast, uh, The Rise Rise of the Young
0: um,
1: in the US, and his business partner, Kieran O'Brien, they have started a company that's called Media Kids. Right. And what they do, um, I think they actually just had a successful. Uh, capital raise to this month or last month, but what they're doing is they offer a service for their influencer to have a kit created, like PR press kit, basically sure. created yeah, yeah. for them, yeah, uh, based on their um, influencer. So realistically, it sort of looks the same as the hype auditor or you know Grins report into some influencer because the influencer can run it themselves on their their own profile. But uh, Media Kids basically creates a kit, like a brief about you as an influencer, and that is available to anyone and everyone. So um, it will definitely add credibility if an influencer has thought about their presentation, if he's presenting themselves. But I still don't believe it is entirely necessary. Right.
0: Um, Should we kind of avoid the influencers who contact us? Uh, even my little local restaurant, just down the road, in, in a little tiny market town, in the middle of nowhere in the UK, even they get phone calls saying, you know, send us some of your cake, or send us some of your, send, a, get, give us a free meal on f- tomorrow night, and we'll post pictures on Instagram. Should we kind of try and avoid those folks?
1: I wouldn't say avoid, but uh, tread with care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because again, it's it's up to you. You got to measure a couple of times before you cut. So. um I must say that a lot of influencers do try to promote themselves while they're growing, and uh, you should just ask them right away: uh, what kind of following do you have, and how engaged is your following? Sure. They say, you know, I'm 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 popular in this particular town. You can tell them, you know, this is fantastic, but I can probably be popular in this particular town on my own because you know the word of mouth is much better. Yeah. yeah. But if it's uh, Good example, my uh, very good friend, my, I come from hospitality background back in the day. I used to own a restaurant in Los Angeles. Right. But um, a lot of people I know in the space, and uh, one of my friends has this these this couple of clients that somebody somewhere posted in Chicago that they visited LA and this was a great restaurant. So their friends actually came out to LA at some point and they visited the restaurant based on that particular recommendation. Right, And now they, they come to LA for business. So every time they, they visit, they come to the restaurant. So that was a nice use case yeah, sure. uh, of an influencer marketing outside of that particular locality. So, yes, to answer your question in, in one sentence, don't avoid it, but check. Definitely check. Yeah.
0: Um, should we ask for stuff back if we're given an influencer kind of stuff to, to, to review, to look at, to use, to to be photographed with should we ask? i remember again to my my days of, of working in radio and tv i used to get given all sorts of stuff i was given computer equipment mobile phones uh, i remember being given given brand new blackberries and things like that back in the day they're really cool nice. and um but i had to give them all back they all came from agencies and they came back came with a little box prepaid postage which you had to send them back should we ask for stuff back from influencers
1: I think nowadays it's very much geo-specific, uh, right. based on the regulations of the particular geographic area. I would say no, don't expect it back. Right. Um, consider if you do, if you don't pay, but you offer a sample of your product, consider it yet the same investment into your, into the brand awareness. Um, and if you're able to send out some samples, then, uh, do not expect them back. In the US the current regulation actually encourages for the influencer if they do promote product or service or unboxing, um, the company has to provide that product free of charge. And ninety nine point nine cases they are not allowed to ask for it back. So it's definitely an investment in in, the brand awareness and brand promotion. Um, You
0: you mentioned a little bit earlier about micro-influencers and um, nano-influencers and things. Do do you think they work really, really well nowadays when you're picking up lots and lots of smaller people to help you, almost like little brand ambassadors, I suppose?
1: Absolutely. Mm. This is what I based the vision for our platform on, and this is what we do now, is we focus on nano and micro, sometimes medium, influencers, because truly like i've mentioned before these are these are the people if they f- if they focus on their influencer career they actually care so much for every single post every single follower they yeah really care about building their brand building their name and their following in most cases is much more engaged than that of already formed and popular mega or celebrity influencers because a lot of that following just organically happens because everybody wants to see what they do uh, yeah but the following that is built by nano and micro influencers is the one that they basically earn with their blood sweat and opinion uh, because they're not popular enough for just random people to come out and follow them.
0: What sort of numbers do we talk about when we, when we look at micro-influencers? Uh, I mean, are we talking about people with hundreds of followers, or do we really need to be talking of thousands, tens of thousands of followers, that sort of level?
1: The paradigm of the numbers are shifting because everybody has their own definitions. Like I said, yeah. coming back to our discussion, this is a Wild West, and I yeah, don't yeah. think there are terminologies actually set in. But from what we are looking at, um, nano influencers go up to about two and a half, maybe three, maybe 5,000. This right. is in your nano influencer. Um, micro influencers go from five to about 50 to 100,000. Right. And a little bit further. This is where you get into the gray zone of uh, they're called medium in a way. Yeah, yeah. And then they go into the larger, into megas and celebrities. So there's there are a few tiers.
0: Yeah, it's well, um yeah you're right. It's a wild, wild So I mean, do you see in the future? Because I don't see this going away um, at all. But do, do do you see in the future uh, it becoming more of an an, an industry, I suppose, a little bit like a, the, the regular advertising industry where there are regulations, there are rules and things like that, um, which, which we need to distinguish. So everybody knows where they sit, really, don't they? It's a, it's a level playing field.
1: I believe the general signs of who, some of the things that are happening in the space today definitely show that this is going to be the case. I agree yeah. with you. Um, this is not going to go away. But just like any other initiative that becomes adopted by the masses it eventually begins um, to be questioned by agencies in power so yeah, there yeah. is uh, regulation that comes in and like i said sometimes even not having the same terminology makes it really hard for the people to even compete in the place in the space so um, standardization will definitely take place uh, i think larger players larger companies will definitely create a structure that maybe smaller companies will follow. And, uh, yeah, this is definitely going to become a more organized space very shortly because there is definitely indications of that already.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating because the Internet in general is only really, what, 20, 25 years old. It's such a brand new, fresh
1: industry, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Developing exponentially and blowing my mind, and I am in yeah. that space. I
0: yeah, yeah. no, I've been reading about metaverses and they look a little bit addictive and a little bit scary to me.
1: Yes, we we, we watched the presentation yesterday. <laughs> so I, I think we're still in a digestion, uh, yeah. digestion stage. So no opinion on that one yet.
0: Not yet, no. Um, it's fascinating chatting to you. You could chat for ages about this. Um, where can we find you? Where's your website and, and social media bits?
1: We're well, very easy to find. Uh, our platform is bribe.com, B-R-Y-B-E. Cool. Uh, the one where the i was taken, so we had to misspell it. But um, uh, me, uh, you can see it in the description of this podcast. Igor Fedenko, find me on LinkedIn. Let me know if you have any questions. I'll I'll be sure to answer them as much as I can. And Fantastic. it's definitely an honor and a privilege to be uh, your guest. Thank you so much. John.
0: Fantastic. No, th- thank you for 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 your time. Really appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks again to Eagle for his time. Don't forget to check out all the links in the show notes. Give him a quick tap. Uh, If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, everywhere. It's all over the place. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.